I can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about a Shaq-related character. Yeah, you mean Steel? No. No, the one where he's a rapping genie. Oh, Lance, we're talking about Shazam, not Kazam. Oh, you think there are any Kazam comics? I really hope not. I am Kazam! Kazam! Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today, we're talking about Shazam! Not Kazam. Not Kazam, Shazam. And this is a really epic, uh, classic character. Shazam, or Captain Marvel, as he's known, uh, as he was known for a long time, uh, has been around since 1940. And and is one of the golden age characters of comics. And at one point was the best selling character uh, of, of all of comics. So we're definitely going to get into that. This is he has a very long and a little bit dicey history. Complicated, very complicated. There was some ownership changes. There were some gaps in publications. Um, really interesting character to cover. And I, I definitely remember seeing. Captain Marvel, Shazam, you know, early on in various states of animation and and in comics. And I was just like, this is an interesting, weird character. But isn't he kind of a Superman clone? Yes, he is. And we're going to get into that as well. <laughs> I always was curious, like, where's the rest of his cape? I always wondered why he squinted. And, and that was just kind of the design choice. It was just like he's always smiling like, ha ha, and he squints his eyes. But that was a very sort of... Um, style of the time you know dick tracy was drawn like that with the little lines for eyes he's kind of like a uh, you know uh it's a it's a wise eyes hey uh before we get into the shazam episode though lance uh, i do want to plug a mid episode announcement that we're going to have so stay tuned for that we're going to have a very very exciting announcement those of you that are listening to this episode will be the one of the first ones to hear a special announcement that we have uh, so stick around midway in the episode. And then please listen to the rest of the episode afterwards. Yeah, don't just stop after that. Keep listening, but but stick around for the middle of the episode and then and then keep listening. Or you can skip ahead, listen to the announcement, come back. I mean, if that's your thing, if you're Marty McFly kind of thing, you know, you can do that as well. Sure, just skip around. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is heavy. All right, um, let's get into the episode. Shazam, also known as Captain Marvel, is a Golden Age superhero, originally published by Fawcett Comics and currently published by DC Comics. Artist C.C. Beck and writer Bill Parker created the character in 1939. He is the alter ego of Billy Batson, a boy who, by speaking the name of the ancient wizard Shazam, is struck by a magic thunderbolt and transforms him into an adult superhero empowered with the ability of six legendary heroes from myth. Shazam is the acronym for these heroes. Solomon, 
Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. So his publication history starts with Wiz Comics number two from Fawcett Comics in February 1940. And we should kind of state this was after Superman and Batman had been out for a couple of years. So a lot of the comics industry was like, hey, hey, uh, hey there, uh, Mr. Comic Artist, uh, Mr. Comic Writer, we need a Superman guy. Superman's really hot. What do you say there? And then they're like, oh, yeah, oh, OK, friend, sure. This is my 1940s voice. So the <laughs> Superman's so hot right now. So Sup- hot. So no, that <laughs> they all lived in, in Santa Claus screws and so Fawcett comics they were like well i've got this team of superheroes and they're led by captain thunder and um and then the the writers which we'll we'll get to their origin and stuff like that the creators they were like well instead of having a team of superheroes um each with their own power of of solomon and hercules and atlas and zeus and whatever uh, they were like, well, let's just make one hero that has all of those things. <laughs> so we also we almost had a Shazam team, which later we kind of do anyway. Do. But I thought it was yeah. interesting that that it was like each one of them had a separate thing, which would have been a way different version of Shazam. Like Shazam was almost kind of like a mythological X-Men team or <laughs> something. But that being said, they rolled it into one. They made him kind of look like Superman and they created this character. Uh, Captain Marvel. So the character would move on to its own title, Captain Marvel Adventures, which would outsell all other comics in the early 1940s. In 1944, Captain Marvel Adventures would sell 14 million copies and be published bi-weekly, at one point having a circulation of 1.3 million copies an issue. That's like 90s comics level. That's ridiculous. And this is during World War II. during the paper shortage people needed hope and and captain marvel was it the reason for all this is speculated you know in the comics history that i was reading but uh most people think it's because it was telling a serialized story and Fawcett was really focused on telling a story with really good artwork as well they noticed that a lot of the i think this was a little bit of a dig on like some of what Superman and Batman comics is the artwork is kind of, you know, it's left to be desired. It's a little bit um, rough. And some of the artwork that they wanted to focus on was stuff that was akin to like things like Flash Gordon and and Dick Tracy and and, um, Tarzan, like some of the really more refined artwork style from comic strips. So they hired artists and and they hired uh, writers that would kind of do that kind of quality. And you can tell from some of the early comics of Captain Marvel um, that they did a really good job too. So uh, they focused on stories that also targeted their audience of 10 to 14 year old boys and with characters like Mary Marvel girls too. The similarities to Superman, however, did not go unnoticed by DC comics then called national. They sued Fawcett and in 1948 went to trial. Although the presiding judge decided that Captain Marvel was an infringement, DC was found to be negligent in copywriting several of their Superman daily newspaper strips, and it was decided that National had abandoned the Superman copyright. As a result, the initial verdict, delivered in 1951, went in Fawcett's favor. 
Yeah, that didn't last long, though, because National appealed this decision, and it was declared in 1952 that National Superman copyright was in fact valid. Judge Hand did not find that the character of Captain Marvel itself was an infringement, but rather that specific stories or super feats could be infringements, and this would have to be determined in a retrial. He therefore sent the matter back to the lower court for final determination. Instead of retrying the case, however, Fawcett settled with National out of court. The National lawsuit was not the only problem Fawcett faced in regard to Captain Marvel. While Captain Marvel Adventures had been the top-selling comic during World War II, it suffered declining sales every year after 1945, and by 1949, it was selling only half its wartime rate. In 1953, Captain Marvel Adventures was cancelled with issue 150. Despite some reprints and attempted revivals in the 50s and 60s, the character remained dormant. It wasn't until the 70s that DC Publisher was looking to bring new characters into the mix and decided to bring back Captain Marvel, which DC had the rights to. Shazam! No. 1 was published by DC in February of 1973, which ran through 1978. Captain Marvel would next appear as a member of the Justice League in 1987 and only have a few varied appearances before and after. He wouldn't have his own story until 1994 with Jerry Ordway, superstar comics of the 90s, Jerry Ordway, who was working on Superman at the time. And most notably, the death of Superman, one of the highest in most publicized comics of all time, if not the 90s uh, alone. Uh, so Jerry Ordway was like, hey, I want to do a comic that pays homage and sort of rewrites the the, the origin of the, this character. And I'm going to be talking about it a little bit later because it's one of my picks. He wrote and, and illustrated a graphic novel called The Power of Shazam. This would revise the character's origin, which would stay intact until the new 52 came out. The Power of Shazam would become a monthly series and run until 1999. Captain Marvel made some memorable appearances in the graphic novels Kingdom Come and Shazam! The Power of Hope, both illustrated by the amazing painter Alex Ross. So such good work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to be up close to his paintings at San Diego Comic-Con this mm -hmm. last year, and oh my gosh, it's so impressive in person. Yeah. If you've ever wondered the whole debate of like comics is not fine art like look at Alex Ross both graphic novels won fan and critical acclaim and had hold some of the most striking portrayals of Captain Marvel ever depicted Captain Marvel would appear in a few maxi series stories like the Dark Knight Strikes Again and Superman Shazam First Thunder the Marvel family would play an integral role in the Infinite Crisis series where the wizard Shazam was killed and Captain Marvel took his place in the Rock of Eternity. The Trials of Shazam by Judd Winnick and Howard Porter in 2006 to 2008 saw Captain Marvel as the new wizard figure and Freddie Freeman taking the role of the new Shazam. The New 52 relaunch saw the character get a redesigned costume and change its name to Shazam. It was met with some skepticism from fans. Shazam was also a part of Justice League from issues 30 through 50. In late 2018, DC started publishing a new monthly Shazam series written by Jeff Johns with art by Dale Eaglesham, Marco Santucci, and Scott Cowlins. The series focused on Billy Batson, now an older teen, and his foster siblings. The book was canceled in 2020. But in November of 2022, 
it was announced that a new Shazam ongoing will begin production in 2023 with Mark Wade writing and art by Dan Mora. Let's go. Yeah, let's do this, up. Dan Mora, Mark Wade. <laughs> yes, we're big what a uh, team. fans of we're big fans of Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Very and much so. I I cannot wait for that. Like uh, just all of all of that hype leading up to like, yes, let's do this. Um, listen to our Klaus episode um, for us gushing over Dan Mora art. Um, mm-hmm. If if we get excited about Santa Claus as a superhero, yeah. um, which is what Klaus was, and, and you know Dan Mora has done Buffy, which I'm a big fan of, and he did Power Rangers, which you're a big fan mm-hmm. of. So yep. you know, let's go uh, do this, Dan Mora. <laughs> and you, and if you want to hear us gush over Mark Wade, you can listen to our Flash episode. Yeah, because his Flash run is true phenomenal so what a long uh, publication history and that was just kind of the cliff notes version um there's so much more but i think it was really interesting that he kind of survived going from one publisher to another publisher and then dc was like hey let's bring him back but you can really tell by all these different inclusions in the miniseries and graphic novels of so many of these creators are like yeah shazam is or captain marvel slash shazam is a very classic and revered character um, from so many of these creators. And that's why he's been around and, um, and he's kind of now integrated into the DC universe and and it's in a very unique way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people get surprised when also when they find out how long ago Captain Mm -hmm. Marvel was created, they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't put him next to Superman and Batman as far as being some of the first heroes period. But yeah. yeah, he's right there with him. So let's talk about his origin story. In the original Golden Age Wiz comics, Billy Batson was an orphaned, homeless 12-year-old newsboy that slept in the subway station of New York City. When a mysterious man in a green cloak asks Billy to follow him, he follows this man to a mysterious subway car. Now, if Kids this story listening. was written in, in modern times, this would be uh, not cool. And it would nope. be sort of like stranger danger. Don't do this. But back in the cool forties, when kids would just follow adults, like, sure, I, I'm a homeless kid. I got nothing to lose. Let's go uh, into the subway. Uh, that's not sketchy at all. Yeah. You know, so all the, if there are kids listening, don't do uh, that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't follow strange people. On Especially in green cloaks. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool. You're... Anyway, so the subway takes him to an underground throne room where he meets the wizard Shazam, who has fought evil for 3000 years, but now is kind of old and needs a successor. So he has chosen Billy because originally he had the misfortune of being thrown out by his uncle who took his inheritance left by his dead parents. Later tellings changes this reason for him having being pure of heart, which is much more noble and sounds better. And heroic. The wizard. Yeah. The wizard declares the new hero, Captain Marvel, and asks him to carry on his battle against evil. Captain Marvel goes on to fight his first villain, the mad scientist, Dr. Silvana, who becomes his arch nemesis. Most of Captain Marvel's first adventures were solo, but would later go on to introduce members of the Shazam family. 
after DC took over the character in the 1970s, as we previously mentioned, he was given a new origin or several new origins, which would change several times over the next 50 years. At one point, Billy's uncle was Dr. Silvana, but that didn't stick around. That didn't stick around for very long. And we're going to get into the sort of main DC origin a little bit later when we talk about my pull list. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings. Captain Marvel! Let's dive in a little bit more about the character, shall we? So names, we have William Joseph Billy Batson, Captain Marvel slash Shazam, other aliases, Captain Thunder, the Big Red Cheese, World's Mightiest Mortal, King Shazam, Captain Shazam, Lightning Guy, Mr. (laughs) Marvel, and the Captain. Powers and abilities, and this is where we're going to break down specifically the various mythological uh, gods that he uh, derives his powers from. So we have the S's for Solomon, so Wisdom of Solomon, and that's going to include vast knowledge, eidetic memory, clairvoyance, and hypnosis. The strength of Hercules uh, is infinite superhuman strength, the stamina of Atlas, infinite superhuman stamina, and infinite endurance. The power of Zeus, electricity generation and manipulation, regenerative healing, and magical abilities. The courage of Achilles, infinite courage, mental resilience. And then finally, the speed of Mercury, infinite superhuman speed, superhuman reflexes, and flight. Shazam also has access to the Hysterama, which is a device that adorns the space throne in the Rock of Eternity. It gives him clairvoyance, clairaudience, which I thought was a cool word, Extra dimensional detection, true sight. Yeah, D and D fans, yeah, they can yeah. see some uh, people that are invisible. Do, do you see what we're talking about? And dimensional and temporal viewing. Team affiliations of Shazam slash Captain Marvel include the Justice League, the Justice Society of America, Justice League International, the Marvel Shazam family, the Squadron of Justice, the Teen Titans. And supporting characters include Mary Brumfield, also known as Mary Marvel, Freddie Freeman, later becoming Captain Marvel Jr., Mr. Talkie Tawny, who is a talking tiger. He's great. (laughs) And Shazam the Wizard, among others. Antagonists for Captain Marvel include Black Adam, Dr. Savannah, Mr. Mind, Monster Society of Evil, The Seven Deadly Sins, Sabacc, King Kill, Mr. Adam, and the best villain name, Captain Nazi. <laughs> yep, yep. So Sabak is the villain that we got in Black Adam, right? I think so, yeah. I read that and was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And yes, it's the same big demon hell beast that uh, that villain from Black Adam is. So so I thought that was kind of interesting that it was it's all sort of tied in. That's Sabak. Interesting. Okay. Well, now that we've learned a little bit more about the character, let's go into the archives. Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam, was created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. We previously covered C.C. Beck in Season 2, Episode 31, Breaking Down the History of Black Adam, so let's focus on Bill Parker. William Lee Parker was born and raised in New Jersey. 
He attended Princeton University, earning an English literature degree and later becoming a sports editor for the New York Herald Tribune. In September of 1937, Parker began working as an editor at Fawcett Comics on crime and detective magazines. Nearly two years later, he became senior editor for Wiz Comics, the new comic book line from Fawcett. So they basically were like, hey, we're starting this whole comics thing. You're going to be the senior editor in charge of that line. He's like, sure, going to run with it. (laughs) Parker's leading character was initially named Captain Thunder, which changed to Captain Marvelous at the suggestion of Fawcett general manager. (laughs) Could have been Captain Marvelous. Yeah, it could have been Captain Marvelous. That's Uh, such a great name. (laughs) It's very of the times, that's for sure. I'm Captain Marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been like, Chappelle! (laughs) It would have just been like the unironic uh, yeah. Batman, like uh, oh, sixties Batman. Mm-hmm. It would have been amazing. As we know, the name eventually changed to Captain Marvel at the suggestion of Fawcett Comics artist Pete Costanza. Parker was influenced by stories depicting the Knights of the Round Table, specifically James Baldwin's Stories of the King. He intended Captain Marvel, like as we talked about earlier, to serve as a leader and have a group of men who each possessed a particular characteristic of power that he would call upon when situations deemed it necessary. The general manager of Fawcett Comics, Ralph Dye, wasn't a big fan of a group idea, so Parker instead combined all of these outstanding attributes into one character. After Parker had fully developed the character's backstory, artist C.C. Beck came in to realize the character's look. Parker would contribute the ideas for the Hessian cape and lightning bolt logo. Captain Marvel made his comic book debut in Wiz Comics 2 in December 1939. As an added note, Parker would later co-create Ibis the Invincible, Golden Arrow, Spy Smasher, Scoop Smith, and Dan Dare, among others. In October of 1940, Parker left Fawcett to join the U.S. Army during World War II and would rise to the rank of Major. He rejoined Fawcett Publications in 1945, but had no further involvement in the comics line upon his return. This is Billy Batson, star reporter for station WIZZ-TV. He has been picked by the aged wizard, Shazam, to carry on the wizard's lifelong crusade against crime and the forces of evil. When Billy speaks the wizard's name, Shazam! Billy becomes Captain Marvel, mighty champion, combining the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas. Okay, so let's get into the poll list. We have read some Shazam comics. There are some great recommendations. Like I said earlier, Kingdom Come and Shazam The Power of Hope are both really excellent depictions of the character. Although uh, Shazam Power of Hope, it, it, it definitely focuses on Shazam. And I, and I do like that uh, version, but I think it's kind of a standalone thing and not really in DC continuity. And... The Kingdom Come is an Elseworlds story. So uh, while I do recommend it and Shazam is in that, he's not really a main character. So for my recommendation, the one that I went with that I hadn't read uh, was The Power of Shazam by Jerry Ordway. This is a very pulp adventure novel, and I thought it was kind of cool that in the forward note, Ordway states that he was inspired by Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. And he's like, I want to really get into this adventure mythology kind of backstory and he actually starts with uh billy batson's mother and father 
are these archaeologists and they go in with this character, their, their friend Adam, uh, who goes into the tomb and they find the markings of the Shazam. And Adam is actually the first one that grabs this like kind of uh, ornate amulet and kind of goes crazy with power. And of course, later he becomes Black Adam. Actually, he does kill Billy Batson's mom and dad. And then later we see Billy Batson is now orphaned. His twin sister, Mary, was taken by Adam. And, you know, years have gone by and he's like, you know, he has been thrown out on the street and he's kind of like, oh, I, I, you know, I have I've got this terrible life now. And so it kind of it kind of pulls on some of the same thing, but it builds a little bit more of the backstory instead of just saying, like, I'm a homeless kid. Let me follow the stranger. He does follow a stranger into the subway. So this yep. subway random encounter is still there. But it but it does a, a, a little bit more interesting job, kind of like telling the story. And then they go the whole thing with with the with the wizard. And but I really like how they focus on here's this kid and he's trying to do good by people and he's trying to do the right thing and he's trying to help people even when he has nothing. And you see that in Billy Batson. He's a he's a really good kid. He's like one of the few people that has like a good heart. And even though he has nothing, he's like and he's had a rough background. He's willing to help when he gets these powers. He's like, no, no, I don't want this. power. You can't do this to me, man. And the wizard's like, bye. And he's like <laughs> a bunch of stuff falls on him. And, yeah. you know, and he's like, OK, you can do this. And initially he makes all these mistakes like like he's not a perfect superhero. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's but you don't have the typical sequence of like, I'm trying to learn my powers like he he's like, OK, I'll, I guess I'll try this. And he kind of has to figure it out through trial and error in the field, you know, so to speak, like as he's trying to save things and he realizes I can do some good. So I, I think it's a really interesting story. I definitely recommend it as kind of like an introduction to the character. The art's beautiful. Um, it's done in this very pulp serialized comic kind of way. Um, and, and it has a nice consistent story, um, with some good villains. Dr. Savannah is in it and, and black Adams in it. And, um, and you have other characters that, that pop up along the way. So it's, it's, it's a modernized take on a classic story and taking out all of the slightly offensive, you know, older <laughs> references um, from the past uh, versions. Nice. That seems like a pretty good jumping on point for someone to start with Shazam. I feel like I tend to choose like the more action heavy, maybe hyper violent stories a lot of the time, but surprisingly, <laughs> uh, which there are definitely available for Shazam. There, there are. Yeah. I went in a different direction and I actually chose Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil by Jeff Smith, who mm. is also the creator of Bone. So this story is very much a like an all ages comic, I would say. It has this uh, origin retelling. It shows Billy being ap apparently being much younger than 13. He looks like he's like seven years old. He's <laughs> very, very small. And so is Mary. Uh, but it it just has this really interesting storyline where Dr. Savannah is trying to, you know, do his whole evil thing. Uh, there's all of these bugs that are uh, starting to flee. And then there's the this really weird 
creature that's coming from the beyond. So you have Mr. Mind that's involved as well. And Billy has made this grave mistake of going to the top of the mountain where he was told never to go. And so he's making these mistakes and he has to fix his problems. But it's it's a really cute story. It, it kind of harkens back to the feeling of Golden Age comics. But it's it's just pretty heartwarming overall. And you got the fun art style from from Jeff Smith in it. So it's it's definitely a story that you can read with your family, enjoy it, get a little history of Shazam, get the general idea of what his origin is, but still having a pretty fun uh, iteration of it along the way. Yeah, I, I like the old um, thick letter logo <laughs> that they have. Yeah. It definitely has that that old kind of feel to it. That's a that's a cool looking book. I, I want to definitely check that out, too. The interesting thing about this book, though, because I feel like in a lot of the a lot of the iterations I've read, it tends to be once Billy says Shazam, it's still Billy, but he just has all of those additional powers. This storyline makes it seem like when Billy says Shazam, this entity of Shazam takes his place and they're kind of they're taking the same space at the same time. Because they'll communicate with one another, but it very much is Shazam trying to serve as this protector to young Billy's trying to be like, hey, we need to get Billy out of this rundown apartment. Like, we need to fix his life. So it's a different take than I've seen before, but I actually really enjoyed it. I I do want to recommend one more. And this one, I I haven't read all of it, but I kind of flipped through it. And um, it's called Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam Family Affair. It was a paperback story that a graphic novel that was uh, printed in 2020. Um, So not a great publishing time. Uh, Maybe that's why it flew under the radar a little bit. But it was uh, created by uh, Mike Kunkel, um, who did Hero Bear and the Kid, which is one of my favorite kind of like indie uh, Eisner Award winning um, books. Uh, And it's done. He's a animator traditionally so it's got this cool animation kind of style it's 12 issues it's about uh, 280 pages Um, it's very kid friendly and it kind of tells the story of shazam but from a very kid friendly animation style kind of way Um, i watched the shazam movie which we'll talk about a little bit later with my son who's eight and he was just full on in like he he's like a kid that could turn into this hero that's amazing like so i think this character i mean that's your target demographic is is this hundred percent a kid that can turn into a character and and that's specifically what Fawcett wanted you know back in the day was like we don't want just like an adult that becomes an adult hero we want a kid that becomes a hero um and that's that's what's really special about this character i think so that this book i think kind of even captures that a little bit more um is it just makes it like hey this is a story that that the kids can kind of relate to and and see how uh from an animation friendly kind of style you know he becomes captain marvel or shazam and uh, it's it's pretty fun nice well i don't have a uh, grail find for this. I episode. don't either. <laughs> don't so either. why don't we jump into that announcement that we talked about? Oh yeah, let's let's talk about that announcement. We are excited to announce that we are actually launching a Patreon for comic book keepers, which will be launching on April fifth of twenty twenty three. 
we'll have a new Patreon for super fans of the show. There's a lot of exclusive perks, bonus content, bonus episodes, a community discord where we can all talk about nerdy stuff with each other, and even a new exclusive sticker to be had for the first 50 members that sign up. But mostly, it helps us keep making cool content that you and we love very much. We both do this on the side and upkeep of equipment, hosting, time to research, and fueling a slightly unhealthy comic habit takes time and moolah, so any support you can provide is appreciated. So once again, the Comic Book Keepers Patreon will launch on Wednesday, April 5th, so mark your comics calendars, and thank you. Yeah, seriously, thank you. It, it means a lot to us if you uh, find it feasible for you to contribute to the patreon great if not you'll still get a whole bunch of content through here um and additional bonus of of being a patron is you'll be actually be able to vote for uh future episodes in that discord so uh if you want to participate in that as well there's an opportunity yes we've been wanting to do that for a while is figure out a way where fans can say hey why don't you do this character this character and and do it where it's crowdsourced so finally this is this is a, we figured out a good way to do that um we're gonna have voting available and um we'll be able to in addition to the episodes that lance and i want to do uh we'll have episodes that are voted on by our patrons both bonus content as well as episodes that are released publicly Thank you in advance. If you're able to, if you're able to contribute, if you're able to become a member and uh, thanks again for listening. I have some random facts about Captain Marvel Shazam. Okay. Hit me with them. So based on comic book sales, Captain Marvel was the most popular superhero of the 1940s outselling even Superman. That's wild. The the character was ranked as the 55th greatest comic book character of all time by Wizard Magazine. IGN also ranked Shazam as the 50th greatest comic book hero of all time, stating that the character will always be an enduring reminder of a simpler time. When DC relaunched the Captain Marvel character, Billy's father was named C.C. Batson after original creator C.C. Beck. That's cool. Instead of being from New York in the new telling, he was now from Fawcett City after Fawcett Comics and later worked at Wiz Radio, named after Wiz Comics. I like both those changes. That's really fun. I like that they kind of, even though it was a rival thing that they had a bitter court battle with, they still paid homage to like, hey, we're going to, you know, put little indications of his origin and stuff in there as well. Well, I've, it, it, it definitely was more of that maybe the people that did those things were influenced by those comics, whereas the frustrations probably would have just been with the like executive side or corporate side of things. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, we're including these things. You had your little tiff, but that's your problem. <laughs> we like this stuff. character. And that should teach you that old ladies, regular aged ladies like yourself, don't need your protecting, right? So get woke, bro. I'm sorry, who are you? His name is Thundercrack. Hero to the people, will the power and speed of lightning all in one. Dude, that sounds like a butt thing. Yeah. Mr. Philadelphia. That's a cream cheese thing, dude. Power Boy, because he's got all the powers, because sometimes pepper spray can't protect against evil. Power Boy, do you know this child? Like, like, like a teeny little bit, really. I don't really know. Yeah, he's like my manager. He's like a little miniature manager. I'm his manager. That, uh, you know, but Power Boy's not going to work either, okay? So work on something else. Hey, 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 but what could... <laughs> 
Infinity Manipulation, Hyper Speed, Super Strength. Dude, you're stacked. You're almost as cool as Superman. Almost. We're going to briefly talk about some adaptations of Shazam. There are many in a, a lot of our things that we usually talk about with movies, TV, animation, and games. Of course, uh, I'll just throw out um, uh, one of the coolest facts that we found out that I found out is Captain Marvel was the first comic book character ever to be adapted into film in a 1941 Republic picture serial, The Adventures of Captain Marvel, with Tom Tyler portraying the title role. That is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I, I always thought it was Superman. Yeah. And, or or even Batman, because they were pretty early. But I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, no, no, it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> like the, they jumped on it like it was uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, there were some other adaptations in terms of um, both animation um, attempts of Captain Marvel, as well as uh, some live action serials as well. But um, of course, the major one that has come out recently is an entry in the DC Extended Universe uh, simply called Shazam, which stars Zachary Levi as Shazam and Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Uh, Levi and Angel are set to return for the sequel, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which comes out on March 17th, 2023, which by the time of this episode release is in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's this weekend if you're listening to this. To yeah, this weekend. And so real quick, like, what did you think of the first Shazam? I mean, like, uh, you know, I, my kid loved it. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was very funny. Um, I, I was kind of surprised that they brought in all the Marvel family by the end. Like I was like, well, this is, this is a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, I love what they, what they did with Dr. Silvana um, and made him, uh, made him very evil and not just this, you know, like yeah. they kind of gave him some stuff and, but I thought it was really cool with the, with the wizard and, and just with the seven deadly sins. And just, I think it was really interesting. I think they, they really did a great job. I love that first Shazam movie. It it's one of my favorite DCEU films. I yeah. think the designs that they did for the sins was so cool. Using Dr. Zavanna as a conduit for them was a really interesting idea. Yeah. The I love all of the actors involved. They did a great job with the casting. The Marvel family was fantastic. It, that's like the heart of the film is that family. Yeah. And you you just can't help but to root for them. I wish I hadn't had the fam the Marvel family reveal spoiled for me because of like uh, walking through the store and seeing like the toy line. Yeah. And it was just like out. And I was like, seriously? Like you're like, putting uh, that out in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was pretty bummed by that. I think if I had seen that in the theaters, I would have lost it, not yeah. realizing that's what they were gonna do. But I I'll be honest, I didn't know and uh, I I didn't know at the time that those were even characters. I knew about Mary really? Marvel. Yeah. I knew about Mary Marvel, but I didn't know about the others. And mm -hmm. when that happened, I was like, what the <laughs> like, is this a thing? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, oh, no, like this is a whole thing. And I, I thought it was really cool. It was very, you know, very diverse cast. I love the foster parents, you yes, know, because I mean, there's one of the guys that sent uh, Walking Dead uh, is, is um, the foster dad. And yeah, it was just really Fine. The only thing, the only thing that bothered me about the movie was the big light up um, lightning bolt yeah, yeah, yeah. costume piece. I, gotcha. I just felt it was very like, what? Like, why is this thing there? I, 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 it just felt 
I don't know. It just it felt weird. It seems like they are changing that in they the did. sequel. Yeah, to switch that up. But mm-hmm. I, it to me, it was executed perfectly when Zachary Levi was acting like a kid with those unlimited superpowers. Like that's <laughs> what did it for me. It was, you get a charge. Was, you get a charge. Yeah, uh-huh. You get a charge. Like figuring yeah, out fun. what powers he has because he has no idea. Like all that stuff yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and 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 modernizing it too. Like they, you know, um, the the character Freddy is great um, as this kind so of good. like you know guy in the chair. Um, and, and what a great character, um, you know, who who basically in the comics is very like, yeah, yeah, okay, Captain Marvel, and you know now he's kind of like, yeah, I'm your only friend, like whatever. And he does have a physical impairment in the comics, and when they brought that in, they kind of modernized it. You know, Freddy's the one that's like, we got to put you on YouTube, we got to build some hype, and they kind of modernized the whole like social media aspect of of Shazam, which you know is not really in the comics, but then it's they they brought it to a modern age, which I thought was really uh, really smart, and just just how that's how it makes it tied into like this is what a kid would want. You know, it's like you right. you have this kid character, and then he becomes that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and other heroes aren't going to think about, you know, their social media status, no, but it makes sense that Shazam would do that. You know, Aquaman's not looking on Instagram for Facebook, you know, likes and <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, right. there are some other adaptations worth mentioning. I mean, he was in, um, Injustice Gods Among Us as a character that got completely wrecked by Superman yeah, <laughs> um, brutal. in the story mode. Um, of course he's in our favorite reoccurring series, Lego. DC, the, the Lego as uh, a playable character. Um, he was in several of the DC uh, animated series um, or animated movies, um, including Superman, Shazam, The Return of Black Adam, which I watched the other night. Um, and it's actually kind of a short movie that they made as part of like kind of a little anthology thing that's on HBO Max right now. But it, it, it tells Shazam's origin, but Superman's in it which I actually didn't like. I, I don't mm. particularly recommend the return of Black Adam thing because Black Adam comes in, Superman and Billy Batson know each other, and then Billy goes and gets his his powers. Black Adam hunts him down because he's like, oh, the wizard chose you is the thing. And then they fight Black Adam brutally, both of them, and then Black Adam dies. Like, it's just this weird oh, kind of okay. like huh? Like, and, and that's it. And I'm like, Superman's not in the, the origin story of, of Captain Marvel. Well, that's, well, that's weird. Like in there. Yeah. I, it was, it was just, it was weird. That's weird. Uh, my one adaptation that I am a big fan of is the justice league unlimited version. Oh yeah. Yeah. There yeah. is a phenomenal yeah. episode, so uh-huh. uh, in which the rest of the justice league figures out that Shazam is a 13 year old boy Uh and they have this boardroom decision about whether or not uh he should remain in the league Uh and it's this really interesting concept because billy like as shazam he has the wisdom of solomon he's more wise than the rest of the justice league but they're like but he's also a kid so we have to be careful of what to do yeah and Billy at well as Shazam gives this really powerful speech about what he just wants to do, his ideologies of helping others, of being kind. And he sees that the Justice League no longer fits within those parameters. 
and he basically walks away from them rather than being kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the league was like, how would we have possibly known? We couldn't have known. And Batman's like, I knew he was a kid. <laughs> and then it just leads to this whole conversation. And it's just a phenomenal episode. If if anyone out there hasn't watched it, just watch it. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. The other thing that uh, that I liked is his portrayal in Young Justice, which they kind of mm. did a similar thing, right? It's they, they he was actually a member of Young Justice because he's Billy. And then and then they they find out, you know, that he's it, that he's a kid. And and then he's like, hey, I'm just hanging with you guys. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's just kind of fun because he doesn't really belong in Young Justice right. because he's big. But then he doesn't really belong in in the, the Justice League uh, because he's a kid. So it's it's just kind of fun, you know, just to see that, um, that it, when they brought him in as a character in Young Justice. So first, I think in the second season or maybe the end of the first season. Yeah, it was, it was it's kind of fun to see those in the Justice League Unlimited. I forgot about that. That was a good one. Well, now that we've talked about the adaptations, how about we go to each issue we do what nerds do best. We share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. And this episode, we decided to ask, what if we created our own magic word to turn into a superhero? Now, just like Shazam, each letter will represent a person with a specific attribute we would like incorporated into our new hero. Chris, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. So mine starts with the wealth of Batman, because I just like the idea of being able to say this word and then all of a sudden just having access to Bruce Wayne's bank account. Okay, so we're doing the 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 letter of the hero, not not the right. Yes. So it's so like so, so B. Yeah, so B. Yes. Okay. So right. Batman. If you're following along at home in your head, B. There you go. The willpower of All Might. So All Might. So there's your A. Who's All Might? From My Hero Academia. Oh, I don't. I don't. I know who. That oh is. my gosh! You need to read slash watch My Hero Academia. It's a, you'll love it. You will <laughs> love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, the strength of Superman. The durability of the Hulk. The speed of the Flash the wisdom of Uatu, and the force of Lord Vader. Mm. Uh, I am bashful. <laughs> I thought, I, you said Lord Vader, and I was like, bashful V? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> but okay, just L. Lord Vader is L. <laughs> L. Lord Vader L. I don't know, bashful V is kind of cute, but yeah. Bashful. <laughs> kind of lose something on the delivery of the word bashful but i like it i like it uh strength so you went for like superhero powers i did yeah yeah and and money and money sure yeah covering all the bases i okay i like i like that um i went in a slightly different direction and i made a list of qualities that i like from comic characters that i kind of want to live up to personally like realistically And not I didn't really go with like powers, although a little bit, but 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 sort of. But you'll it'll make sense in a second. So it's more of a life goals list. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the creativity of Green Lantern, specifically Kyle Rayner. So I'm going with Green Lantern G. 
Um, and Kyle Rayner uh, is a, if for those that don't know, was a comic book artist. So, and, and I'm an illustrator and I love doing comics and, and characters and things like that. And when he was Green Lantern, um, and he, as he is Green Lantern, he's really good at coming up with all this crazy stuff with his power ring, right? So just being able to do that, I think that's the improv actor in me um, of just wanting to be the full potential of like thinking of stuff on the spot, right? Right. And and Kyle Rayner represented that for me. Uh, the leadership of Leonardo. Of course. Ninja Turtles. The love and loyalty of Alfred Pennyworth. And I was trying to think of somebody as like, who represents just unconditional love? None other than the best butler in the world, Alfred, you know, who just who raises our brooding, dark, you know, billionaire playboy uh, as as his own son, even though he's not the son and he's always there for Bruce and everything. So I love my kids. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm just like, I want to represent that, you know, I'm always going to be there for them and you know, that kind of thing. And you'll never had to have a bad live action performance. Yeah. I, I want to be, have a cool British accent and all that good stuff. The luck of Domino, <laughs> you know, you, you need a little luck every once in a while. And I would love to be able to have the power or at least just the luck of just, hey, it's going my way, because sometimes it is a little bit of luck. Let's let's face it. The humor and wit of Spider-Man. I love just being able to quickly quip, um, just like Peter Parker, the tech savvy of Oracle. Let's face it. I mean, I do work in a technology job in my day job, and um, I, I, I love the tech industry um, is kind of like another side of me. And um, just I'm like, I would love to be able to just understand everything. And, and I, I love geeking out over new technology and stuff like that. So uh, Oracle definitely represents that. And uh, the efficiency of multiple man, Jamie Madrox. <laughs> um, I've always wanted the superhero ability of being able to multiply myself so I can do several things at once. <laughs> That's like one of my dream powers. So um yeah, so all those things together, Green Lantern, Leonardo, Alfred, Domino, Spider-Man, Oracle, and Multiple Man make gladsome. Very nice. Which yes. actually is a word, and it uh, if you add an E on there, but I didn't come up with an E hero, so it's just gladsome. And it means a person having a cheerful disposition, which I felt that was kind of appropriate. Nice. I ba- I think that both of us just turned ourselves into like a, the eighth and ninth dwarf. <laughs> yeah oh, wait no bashful i am is wait dwarf. bashful is a, is one of the seven doors <laughs> wait what if that bashful mean? just bashful was this said, like super powerful and he just like totally ripped with a little dwarf beard and chin beard but like oh, r- wrecked, wrecked muscles now um, you need to drop yeah. bashful as just being this like epically powerful superhero yes so uh let us know what your superhero acronym is and like which which heroes you know would inspire you would it would you go the power the powers way like lance did or would you make it more of a life goals kind of thing like i did but let us know in our social media at cbk cast on twitter and on facebook and on instagram um we would love to see your lists it's time to close the book on shazam so until next time this is chris and this is lance reminding you to keep your friends close Put your comic books closer.
Shazam! <laughs> I was like, I think we're going to say this, right? Yeah, of course you're going to say it. 